This is Chris and Sandy Benton with the Chris and Sandy Show, where we get up close and personal with some amazing rising artists. And today, we've got a great show for you, like I always say. we got Corey Marks on. He's doing some amazing stuff out there, and we're looking forward to hearing parts of his story and also have, talking about music. So, Corey, are you here? I am, brother. How you doing, man? Thanks for having me. I am doing good. And yourself? I mean, uh, I'm doing great, man. <laughs> so, um, I always like to start out the same on this show because everybody's going through this crisis a little different. So, I always like to start out with, how are you doing through this, and how are you getting through it? <laughs> well, um, <laughs> as much as I'd love to be on on the road right now, um, you know, I, I always say. Um, you know, take take the good with the bad, and right now, you know, instead of uh, you know being away from home, away from the family, I'm 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 enjoying, you know, possibly my my last summer here at home like this. You know, hopefully before the tours uh, start coming together and we get back out on the road, and just been focusing a lot on on you know little things like friends and family and walking the dog. Um, you know, doing some songwriting of course too, um, with some with some writers here, just some Skype Skype writes, and of course on my own as well and. I've also mm-hmm. been uh, studying to, to finish my private pilot license, so that's been keeping me sane. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I always ask what hobbies uh, an artist has. I guess piloting is one of them. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've always been a freak for aviation. I've loved it uh, ever since I was a little kid. And so I started working on my private pilot license when I was 19 years old and you oh, know, wow. flew about se- se- several hours solo. Um you know, and then life got in the way of that. School shut down, and and I, I picked up with the music career. And then later on, a couple of years ago, I I, uh, I started the uh, flight school again, and uh, got right near the uh, end, and uh, decided to uh, I couldn't afford it anymore, and I had to head back out on the road. And so now with this whole <laughs> pandemic, it's given me, you know, I got no excuse now. We got some time to sit down and study and. Um, I'm writing the, uh, the the private pilot test mid September, um, mm-hmm. and I'm going to finish off the flight test in October. Now that the uh, school is going to be opened up <laughs> here October 1st, so I'm I'm thrilled to finally finish that, man. Oh well, wow, that's awesome. Like like with our show, I mean, you know, when we launched in January, our whole our goal for the first year was like three was um around a hundred interviews and all that for the first right. year. And I can remember when the shutdown happened and the virus and all that. I was like, you know what, Sandy, this is our time to shine. And I was, oh yeah, and I'm I, here too. <laughs> and we bumped it up, and you know, because again, artists need a place to mm-hmm. talk. So you are now our 198th interview. Yes. Woo! Hell yeah! <laughs> well, thank thank you for having me. Uh, oh, it's our thank pleasure you for to being have here you on. Today. So, you know, so at what age did you know that this could be a career for you? Not necessarily the age that you wanted to do this, but there's, I'm sure there right. was a point where you thought, wow, I could really make this a career. Probably when I was about, I would say, 18 months old. No, I'm kidding. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, <laughs> probably, you know, after <laughs> – after multiple tours uh, around uh, across Canada, I've done several tours, and you know, I think the passion grew for it once I started touring more, and um, oh wow, you know, doing more, doing more songwriting and stuff like that, and so uh, probably around that, you know, 24, 25, when I thought, you know, hey man, we could, I could, I could do something with this, and, and that's perfect. And then, to where I want, yeah, go ahead. 
and then you know what you know really was was um what really struck me was when I felt like I didn't really have anything, I mean, aside from uh, Invictus and my, my management agency who believed in me from day one, uh, guys, a guy like Kevin Turco, who's worked with Shania Twain, Ozzy Osbourne, and oh, Five wow. Finger Death Punch, all these massive artists, oh, wow. uh, when I found out, you know, that he was going to be at my show to watch me open <laughs> up for Toby Keith at a, at a sold out uh, show in Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan, up here in Canada, a big hockey rink. Um, mm-hmm. When I found out he was there, um, and then shook my hand, took a shot of Jack Daniels, and said, "We're going to be working together from here on out." And signed oh, me. Oh wow! That's when it all, <laughs> that's when it all kind of that's when it all kind of hit me and thought, "All right, I better buckle up." <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> I love stories like yes. that. And as you know, a, a lot of times fans they see like the glory of a Blake Shelton, Miranda Carey, and all that, but they don't see the grind, yeah. the sacrifice that it takes. Not just to get at their level, but even a career level. And, and and I always like to talk about that side of it because I think it's so important that nobody talks about this, the, the how tough the industry is. And I always like to bring that out, and I'll tell a quick story to help guide us into where I want this to go. But back in 2014, we interviewed Allison Steele from Two Steel Girls, and at that time, they were full-time with music. And... um. One of the questions I asked Allison was, what advice would she give an up-and-coming artist? Her, exact, her words were, this is going to sound funny coming from someone full-time, but if your heart will allow you to do anything outside of music, go do that and just keep music as a hobby. She goes, the day you want it to be a career, you, you no longer own your life. Everybody owns a piece of it from that point on. She goes, the, your friends and relatives, they never understand. They invite you to weddings, to weekends, to holidays. Mm-hmm. But you can't. But you got. You can't. Got to say no because you have gigs. You can't. You know. You got twenty, thirty, forty people depending on that gig. You can't just say no to that. Um, and they don't yeah. understand that. Then you got family that has to sacrifice around you, not just you. And then you have days where you're miserable. You you may be sick a little bit. You may not feel well, or yeah. you may have just had a bad day. But if you got a gig that night. Yeah. You got to get on that stage, smile like you is having the best time of your life, even if at that moment you're not because of what you may be going through. She says, "But here's Absolutely. here's the big butt part. If your heart will not allow you to do anything outside of music, then go all in because the only way those kind of sacrifices could ever be worth it." What do you think? What she said, and let's go there a little bit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think that's a great. Uh analysis of 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 this this lifestyle and this career choice um you know and that's just especially as an artist like myself um you know friends and family no matter how close they are might not understand the highs and the lows and the ups and the downs um you know in in this in this career in this life so yeah i think i think it makes a lot of sense and, and you're it's true that you know every you know, everyone says that, you know, everyone wants a piece of the pie, you know, so you got to be careful. <laughs> you got to be careful out there because, you know, everyone wants a piece of you. And it's, it's you know, just like you mentioned, the, the weddings and birthdays and all that kind of stuff. It's a sacrifice you got to make like hockey players do, like UFC mm-hmm. fighters do. Um, you know, it's eye on the prize, man, until you get that belt. So um, it's, yeah, if you're, if you're all in, be all in. Um, but you, you got to want it enough to, to sacrifice those those things. And we fully get where you're coming from on that, because even though oh, yes. we're not trying to be singers, we're still in a, we're still chasing the same type of dream because we want to be like the Bobby Bones and the Ty Bentleys out there, you know. So, on, of course, you know, so we're do. chasing the same dream on a different platform, and so 
it's like I was just telling Sandy even earlier today, because right now we're averaging two interviews a day, six days a week. And I was like, sometimes I feel like I'm in a rut, you know, you know, but I also know yeah. that we're building our foundation at the same time. Absolutely. And that prize. Absolutely. That, you know, that prize of, because, you know, we live in, our show is based in Savannah right now, but we plan on moving mm-hmm. next year to Nashville. So our prize is to build this show so that next year we can live on this show as we make that transition. Right. Well, I've, I've, I'm sure you guys will get there with, uh, you know, the amount of passion. It seems just by talking to you now, it's only been 10 minutes and, you know, that's what it takes. You got to be, you got to be passionate about it. You got to love what you do, do what you love and love what you do, man. And that's the way to, that's the best way to go. <laughs> exactly. And now that we talked about some of the sacrifices, I like to go the other way and talk about the glory, the, what everybody sees, the glory side. So when you look at your career so far, what are some moments where you look back and you're like, wow, I got to do that? Well, there's there's a few things that stand out. Um, you know, I'm the first ever Canadian country male artist to, to have a top ten at US Rock Radio. Um oh, wow. you know I'm the first oh, wow. I'm the first Canadian artist. I'm the first Canadian artist to feature, you know, a country music legend like Travis Tripp. Um mm-hmm. you know, I look at this and say Motley Crue's never been part of a country record before, but they're part of mine. Um you know, so <laughs> oh, the, wow. things like that that stand out, you know, and of course Having um, you know, Five Finger Death Punch, who are arguably the the biggest hard rock band in the world right now, um, you know, and be on a personal basis with them, a text basis and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. have their support is 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 an incredible feeling. And um, you know, just just to look at the streams worldwide, um, there's nobody in Canada that has done this globally this not this this these kinds of numbers globally aside from shania twain so that's a good oh, direction wow. to be going in right so that's that's, <laughs> oh, that's yes, it is. Um, also you know there's, there's there's a lot you know and that's that's again going back in this whole covid thing where it's like focus on what you have and not what you don't have and um mm-hmm. you know when nashville closes when nashville closes doors on me because you know it might have been a little too amped up country or a little too heavy for them well, <laughs> a label like better you know, a label like Better Noise, who are are the biggest uh, indie label, rock indie label in the world, decided to venture into country and have uh, you know, this kid from North Bay, Ontario, Canada, be their flagship artist oh, for wow. country. And, wow. um, you know, so those are, those are huge highlights for me. And then, of course, again, um, not only being part of that label, but having a producer like Kevin Cherko uh, that I can call a, a real good friend and believe in me um, almost more than anybody. Um, you know, those are those are definitely highlights, highlights, um, and and I guess the glory um, of 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 this this path so far. And you know, it's only been it's only been ten months, so it's it's, it's pretty oh, damn wow. exciting. <laughs> and you know, a lot of times people, you know, I see people post on Facebook that, and I cringe when they do that. Talking about well, country's changing and all that, and and I keep thinking, you know, when you look back, whether you're Johnny Cash, Waylon Jennings, and as far back as you can go, country has always blended all the different um, musics. From you know, like you're doing rock country. I, I love that. And then you got country pop. Then you got Christian country. Yeah. You know, you you really yeah. do have. You know, that's always been there, and I don't think people realize that. Yeah, it's always been there in some form. Yeah, well, you know, I think right now, especially, I think country music needs a change, and I'm not going to mm-hmm. be part of it. I want to be that change, and that's what we did with this record <laughs> because, 
You know, oh, yeah. I, I have influ- You know, you got a, you got a song like Whiskey and Wine that is very much like mm-hmm. Merle Haggard with a bit of Vince Gill uh-huh. in there. Um, you know, <laughs> you have the title track of you know Who I Am, which has a little bit of Waylon in there. Um, uh-huh. You know, then you have the the rock, the more rock side of things, and even get breaking into some metal. Um, you know, and of mm-hmm. course Eric Church did it. You know, adding a little edge, especially mm-hmm. on the live show, is definitely more rock, borderline metal. Um, you know. And I think I think that's just it. I'm I'm, I'm a huge Merle Haggard fan, and um, you know it's almost it's kind of wild to think that you know I have my best friends that have have been pushing me and had my back since the get go, and they're like, man, you're kind of like the new age Merle Haggard in a sense where you know when when Nashville was going <laughs> when Nashville was going full full blown pop and strings, you know Merle said the hell with that and and tagged up with you know Buck Owens and created the Bakersfield sound and. Uh, mm-hmm. I feel that mm-hmm. we're we're creating the, the the Las Vegas sound of country music, and that's uh, that's country music with a little rock and roll attitude. I love that. So tell everybody a little bit of where you're from, and kind of a brief over maybe a couple minutes of a brief backstory of you. Yeah, well, I'm from a small town, North Bay, Ontario. Um, it's it's three hours north of Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a city of, of, you know, 50 plus thousand people. It's a big hockey town. So oh, wow. uh, I grew up playing hockey and it's also a big, oh, wow. big military town, in which, in which we had uh, the Equisher international air show every year. We don't have it anymore, but I, I grew up, uh, you know, going there every, every long weekend and, and watching the, uh, watching the air show. And that's where I, I got fascinated with, with aviation from a young age, mom and dad, lived at the bottom of airports, so I would always see things coming in, like fighter jets and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, so, of course, being from Canada, I was a huge Rush fan. So on one side, you know, my dad, you know, my dad's been, you know, almost 30 Rush shows, and I was lucky enough, uh, I was lucky enough to be able to attend uh, three three Rush concerts in my life. Um, And so on one side, my dad loved, you know, Rush, Deep Purple, Grand Funk Railroad, Ozzy, all those good guys. And then, of course, he loved Waylon Jennings and Buck Owens and Earl Haggard. So I really grew up mm-hmm. in a great um, mix, mix of music. In my teens, wow. you know, I started drumming. I started drumming at 10 years old was my first instrument. That that was the love, uh, the love of my life at a young age was drumming. I thought it was going to be the next Tommy Lee kind of thing. That's what I wanted to do <laughs> um, before this before this whole singing thing started. And so, um, you know, really, I was into I was into multiple things. Um, you know, I was a drummer. Uh, you know, again, started at 10 years old and then moved into like at 14, you know, I was playing like Rush and Dream Theater and progressive stuff and then got into high school bands and was in my first metal band at 16. Um, all all in time, I was also playing hockey, uh, high level hockey and junior, major mm-hmm. junior. And um, and like I mentioned earlier, I, uh, you know, I ended up uh, pursuing aviation as well uh, at the tail end of my hockey career. And uh, that's kind of all where I, I, I picked up a guitar and started, um, you know, strumming and, and writing and, and putting stuff up on YouTube. And then one thing led to another. I was actually at 20 years old. I was uh, I was I was scouted out by uh, Ohio State University for Division One mm-hmm. uh, hockey. And I had one question that was, do I have to write the SATs? I was 18 years old at the time. And they said, well, yeah, you got to write SAT to get in. So I said I kindly declined the offer and kept playing hockey. <laughs> And uh, oh, wow. at the end of that, I was scouted up by the Royal Military College of Canada. And in that case, I thought, well, I'm 20 years old now. It looks like this is my only option. So mm-hmm. I'm going to, you know, go to school, 
you know, get a degree, um, continue playing hockey, university hockey for, you know, another four or five years. But in the meantime, uh, get, uh, you know, that end goal, that childhood dream being one step closer of being a fighter pilot was, uh, so that's what I enrolled for. And, uh, you know, we were out, we were out one night, um, went to this place called the brass and, uh, our good buddy Smitty is like a local legend in Kingston, Ontario. And, uh, my buddies, uh, heard that I was, you know, they, they heard my videos and would hear me sing at home in my basement. I couldn't sing in front of everyone. I was, I was so shy. And so wow. I started posting stuff on Facebook and, and YouTube and, they got they got wind of that and we were out one night and of course um you know it wasn't half I wasn't I wasn't half in the bag I was full on in the bag you know we were we were having some pints and <laughs> listening to music and they said when you take your break you should have our buddy Sunshine come up they, they, that was kind of like my call sign or nickname was Sunshine uh-huh. from the movie Remember the Titans the star quarterback with long hair because I was attending mm-hmm. a military school playing for the hockey team and I was the only one with long hair so long story no, short well. I got up there and. And played a you know a few songs, a couple originals, a couple covers, and um, people started asking me you know if I had a CD or where else I was playing, and that was literally the first time I ever sang in front of everyone, anyone like that. So of course I, <laughs> oh, wow. I had some liquid, I had some liquid, I had some liquid courage, and um, <laughs> at the end of the day it didn't it, it didn't work out at RMC. So I, I went home, and my brother's girlfriend at the time um, was managing a bar and said, hey, why don't you come play here every Wednesday for a couple hundred bucks until you kind of figure out what you want to do and one thing led to another i was playing there on wednesday then i play uh you know the bowl and quench another bar in town on thursday and then that led to friday saturday saturday elsewhere and it just grew uh locally i played every bar in town and that spread out and you know three three years later i was you know on my first uh, cross canada tour and the oh, rest is history up. as they say, <laughs> they say. <laughs> love that story um, oh, we're gonna yes, take a quick Quick commercial break, and we're going to come back and play your song, Outlaws and Outsiders, and talk about that. How's that sound? You bet. Sounds good, man. All right. Hang on the line. Hey, everyone. We have partnered with another great podcast called The Sports Guys Podcast. You can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. The Sports Guys Podcast is a sports and country music podcast hosted by Brandon, Nick, and Andy. They cover sports on a state, regional, and national level with many of the biggest names in the sports industry. The Sports Guys also host a Backstage Pass music segment where they go behind the scenes and talk with some of the biggest artists in country music, everything from Texas country, Americana, as well as Nashville artists. The Backstage Pass provides a more in-depth look at the musicians' rise in music as they talk about their career and tell stories about their music to share with their fans. Many of the same guests will be appearing on our show as well. Again, you can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. It's a grand slam of sports and music. Please go over and check them out.
How you rock it, huh? Oh yes, we love it. <laughs> really great song. I love that great song. Combination of mm-hmm. rock and country. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Thank you. So tell us a little bit about how that song came together. Well, that song uh, came together. I was uh, on a cross Canada tour in 2015 with uh, my good friend and uh, Canadian country superstar Aaron Prichette. And the tour was actually called uh, Outlaws and Outsiders Tour. So mm-hmm. I had, uh, you know, an idea, feeling like an outsider in the Canadian country music <laughs> uh, industry and, and world. Um, you know, I think maybe because I have a little more of that rock edge, not as poppy as yeah. what they tend to, I guess, like or want to hear. And, uh, you know, just having a little more edge than everybody else, being a little bit different, a little outside the box, I thought, man, that would be, you know, that's how I feel, you know, and... <laughs> uh, so I thought, man, that would be that would be a great uh, title, Outlaws and Outsiders, to a song. So mm-hmm. I kind of, you know, I started writing it while I was on the road, and 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 really um, already had that punch. I knew it was going to be like a, a chant, right? Like Outlaws and Outsiders, you know. And um, so I, I got yeah some of it some of it going. And after that tour, I flew out to Las Vegas to start writing the record with Kevin, and I brought that idea up. And sure enough, uh, Kevin and Kane loved it, and. Um, we wrote that song and it became a big old hit around the world. So uh, I'm just thrilled about it and thank thankful, um, you know, that that, well, was a, that was a big hit for me. I love that. Now one of the things we like to do on the show is, is um, you know, when people see the artists, they don't see the team, they don't see the PR people, the managers, the producers. They, you know, and to me, I'll be honest, I don't think they get enough love out there. 
because without them, the artists yeah. can't do what they need to do. So I always like to give a couple minutes True. to the artists to, to talk about the team. So tell us a little bit about who is behind you that helps make you who you are. Well, I got uh, I got the greatest manager in, in the uh, Canadian <laughs> country music uh, scene, Mr. Louis O'Reilly, and he was a believer um, from the get-go when we met in 2013. Um, he wanted to meet me, and um, you know we we met up. I brought my dad, and we met we met with him in, in Toronto, Canada, and had dinner and got to know one another, and then played him a few songs, and and he saw it right away, and uh, you know signed me pretty much on the spot, and you know he's got accolades out the yin yang for his uh oh, wow. for his you know his hard work his hard work and, and great work uh in the canadian country music scene but he always wanted to have an artist um signed to an american label and um you know have mm-hmm. worldwide success and that's exactly what we've been having so um it's almost a way that i can give thanks to him is that you know um work my butt off to, to make that happen for me and 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 and, and i mean for him and and vice versa so there's there's of course the uh, Lucifer, I call him, Louis O'Reilly, or the <laughs> dog. And uh, my agent, Jim Cressman, uh, came on shortly after. And, and him and I are very much alike, athletic. Um, you know, he was a boxer and, you know, playing hockey. You know, I spent some time in the penalty box as well. With, uh, played played <laughs> a little more hockey with my gloves off, <laughs> rather. And so we <laughs> oh, uh, we kind of have that, that, that kind of fight inside in us and um mm-hmm. you know fight for what we believe in and and uh, you know he he's he's uh been a great agent um you know since since he came on and, and a good friend and and then of course you know as i talked about earlier kevin Churko and um kane Churko, the whole Churko family really um just uh got me and uh, i'm i'm you know that's something i'll never forget and i'm very thankful for to have their support their belief and their love and and we've uh, we we just love working together, and I can't wait to work on number two, record number two, and number three, four, five, all the way up to ten, whatever the hell it is uh, with those guys. And yeah. um, you know, of course, there's um, you know, and then then and then of course there's Alan Kovac and and the whole uh, Better Noise team. Um, you know, mm-hmm. Steve Klein and and Mel Rodriguez and and um, um, Owen Wagner. I, I mean, every, everybody there at, at Better Noise. Um, you know, believing in me from, from the moment they heard our first tracks, uh, you know, Kevin sent them some tracks and they loved it right away, what it represented and, and, and saw a vision and we all shared the same vision on what we wanted to do and what we could do. And, um, right now it seems like we're doing it. So, um, I'm thankful for the, the entire team, um, that's, that's come on board and, and that continues to, to come on board. And then of course there's features as well. Again, shout out to Travis mm-hmm. Tritt. Ivan Moody at Five Finger Death Punch, Mick Mars at Motley Crue, and of course the beautiful and very awesome badass Lizzie Hale of Hailstorm. <laughs> Love that. So, um, what is and your you guys? You parent? guys too. Yep. You guys too, uh-huh. man. Thank you. <laughs> well, we appreciate that. That's we sure. do. Thank you. you know, we got a passion to do this, and we love doing this. We do. Yeah. It might be, and, it's, and yeah, it's a lot of work, but you know what? We have fun. You know, I can't imagine not doing this. <laughs> oh yes, we have to. We love it so much. That's great. So, like I, so like I said, do parent, what you love. Love yeah. what you do. Exactly. Absolutely. So, so I could tell that your parents are 100% behind all this. So, tell us a parent story. Now, granted, you probably got a thousand of them. So, I'm not looking for that. I'm looking for that for something that pops in your head. Um, something that kind of stands out. So, tell us a parent story to where they went above and beyond, and you were like, wow. They get this is my passion. 
Well, um, you know, my pa- I'm I'm really blessed to have the parents that I do. Um, you know, uh, just very loving, caring, and understanding. Sometimes it's tough love, but we need that. Uh, you know, they had uh, they had two two big boys uh, to deal with. So I got you know I got an older mm-hmm. brother, of course. Um, you know, and just just things like them. Uh, you know, uh, you know started started the starting from attending my hockey games and it start you know I think it starts all there to be honest. Um, you know, dad wow. driving me to practice in the morning at six a.m. tying my skates. You know, all that wow. stuff. Mom doing that too. It's, it's very hard with with work and everything and and uh, hockey kind of just takes over your life really as as a parent yeah. now that I'm older and mm-hmm. can see that um so I think it starts from there and then it moves on to you know when I was playing these these little bars um you know in town and even out of town in Toronto you know they they would be there um hell my dad was one of my first drummers uh, I didn't have a drummer so he decided to <laughs> wow. you know he he man we played we played gigs from you know we started at 10 p.m. all the way to to 2 a.m. and I'd pack my I'd pack the drums up for oh, him before, so so mom wasn't too ticked off at him uh, for for coming in the house at three in the morning when he when he had to be when he had to be at work for 6 a.m. So you know I think oh, that wow. was a sacrifice in itself, um, you know, um, to do that. So there's there's a lot that stands out, but all I can say is that I'm very thankful for for their support and you know just just loving me uh, and what I do and. And, and who I've become and, and, and you know, at the least just trying to understand it, you know, so um Yeah. Yeah, I just very 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 lucky for that and I try to uh you know, I, I try to do the same thing with um you know, even when it comes to friends and, and family and, and, mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff, uh to, to be that way and eventually one day when I have kids uh be a lot more like them. I love that. And that's perfect transition into where I always go. We we are a family affair show. And we have an eight-year-old that we always allow to come on and ask one question to each artist. So Sandy's going to get him <laughs> on real quick. Yes, I'll and, and, and we got a 17-month-old daughter. She don't know it yet, but when she wow. gets older, she'll she'll be plugged in too. <laughs> <laughs> I well, I guess it. she's 18. Oh, cool. actually, she's 18 months old today. I, I you know, when, when they change much, you forget. <laughs> but yeah, yes, she's 18 she's months old today. 18 months today. Uh huh. <laughs> here's Christopher wow. with his question. Hi, Wonderful. What's my favorite food? food? Yes. Was that was that the question? Yes. Ooh. Yes. Pro- probably probably the same as you, and I, I'm I'm going to say pizza. <laughs> was that right? Yes, and that's my favorite too. I knew it, buddy. There we go. You can't go wrong with pizza. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Yeah, he, Bye, thanks. Yeah, he, he could care, eat pizza buddy. all day Be long. Good. <laughs> Same with me. It's just I'm only growing. Well, I'm not growing verti- vertically anymore. I'm only <laughs> I'm only getting wider. So I, I gotta chill out on the pizza and stick to salads now and then. <laughs> yeah, because I, I remember because yeah. I remember part of that quote that I said earlier with the Allison and the, and the advice. That was another thing that she said too. That she goes, we have to exercise like nobody else does because again, mm-hmm. to be on that stage for help, two, yeah. three, four hours, it it, it takes everything yep. out of you. And if and if you're not yeah. in shape, you're not going to make it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's very true. And uh, some nights, some nights, those shows are brought to you in part by Jack Daniels. If you just need an extra little spice. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, I remember. I can't remember who it was, but I remember we were listening to Bobby Bones' show, and and he talked about an artist that he would never follow on stage again because this guy goes back and forth so much. And he joked, and the guy joked that that that's his exercise. He says he does. He says when you do two, three hours a night doing what yeah. he does, you don't need to exercise. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I tend to. I actually tend to to drop a few pounds when I'm on the road because I'm just so. Um, I don't like to eat too much and feel mm-hmm. bloated when you yeah. get on stage. I, you got to save room for right. beer and whiskey, so uh, you know you gotta <laughs> you gotta you gotta set your priorities straight. So yeah, I, yeah, it's, you know I'm very uh, live. You know I could be climbing speakers or jumping off the stage and running through the crowd, all kinds of crazy stuff. So I like to be active and put on a show. <laughs> I love that. Um, so if you could co-write with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be and what would you want to write about? Oh, man, that's a good question. Can I do, uh, can I do, uh, an artist who's, who's gone and, and an artist is still, still alive? Sure. How about I do both? (laughs) Well, I'd have to say the great, the legendary Merle Haggard, Merle Haggard. I'd love to write with him. Um, Maybe, maybe a, it's tough. It's either a good old drinking song or or um, <laughs> or a love a love ballad because he was he was good at yeah. he was great at both of those. Oh, he was. And I think yeah. um, I, I think alive. It's a hard it's a hard mix between Eric Church and Kid Rock. I think. Oh, that'd be awesome. How about both? Oh, wow. <laughs> how about who? <laughs> how about how about both of them together? Just right with both of them. Yeah, well, that'd be, that'd be awesome. I think that'd be a hell of a song. <laughs> yep, it would. <laughs> so then, then you got February. then you have yeah. that perfect then you have that uh-huh. perfect mix of rock country. You got Corey Marks, Eric Church, and Kid Rock. Man, that would be a great that'd be a great lineup. I think we're on to something. <laughs> we yeah, to we'd love up, to hear right? the song that comes to that. <laughs> <laughs> that. That would be a cool mixture. I can only imagine what would come from that. It would. <laughs> well, I bet you there'd be great music, great shows, and probably quite a few. A lot of fun, <laughs> and a lot of fun. <laughs> um, now, this past February made the five-year anniversary that we asked Kelsey Ballerini um, <clears throat> where where she wanted to be in five years. And I always like to tell this mm-hmm. story because I want artists to kind of think before I ask them that same question, because. Um, the answer she gave us five years ago, and really nobody hardly knew who she was. I mean, she had a top thirty as her first single, but at that yeah. point she wasn't number. She wasn't where she is now, that's for sure. But the answer she gave right. us is almost to the T of what she's living right now. I mean, she couldn't have, she couldn't have picked a more perfect what she said and where she's at. And I always like, and I always like to tell that story to get artists to kind of think about that. So, where do you want to be in five years? Well, I'd love to be uh, first off happy, healthy, and wealthy. That would be great. Um, you know, um, I, just just in a position where um, you know you could sell anywhere from two thousand to ten thousand tickets if you want, wherever you are. Um, I'd mm-hmm. like to be a, a you know obviously a, a glo- global global uh, success. Um, you know, just kind of just just making fans around the world and selling out shows and arenas. Um, wherever, whenever, um, 
yeah. that's that's where I'd like to be and, and um you know, making just making noise worldwide, um, you know, with my music and, and connecting connecting with people and fans and and uh, mm-hmm. you know, hopefully have some of my heroes and idols become Corey Marks fans too. That would be really cool. Now let's say you look ten years down the road, fifteen years down the road and you are a success on a high level, whatever that means. Um okay. What what if the person you are today could meet your future self? What would you te- ask or tell him? How the hell did you get here? Because <laughs> 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 um, so if if I if I if I could meet if if I could meet myself in ten years from now, yeah, was that was that the question? Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. You know, and I, I ask it probably, that way. Yeah, how, how and I ask it, it that way because you know everybody always asks it the other way. What would you tell your 18 year old self? And I, it, yeah. and you know, I try to get people looking to the future, and I'm like, you know what? Let's talk about your your success now. What would you ask that person? Um, honestly, I'd stick to that same question. How did you get here? Um, you know what? Um, <laughs> You know, um, yeah, basically, like what you know, what what were the some of the best decisions you made and why? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just just little things like that. You Love know, do, that. You, do you still have the same amount of energy? <laughs> there you, that's, that's important, ain't it? It is <laughs> absolutely. <clears throat> so let's say, and staying on the subject of um, advice here. Let's say you had a friend of yours, and let's say you heard him or her sing. Doesn't matter if it's male or female. And let's say they got something yep. special. They're, they definitely got that it factor. There's something there. And let's say they played maybe okay. 40, 50 shows. So they're still getting their feet wet on the performance side. But they've gotten on stage, Absolutely. and they got what every artist says that stage bug where they look over the crowd, the crowd's roaring, and they just know they're in the right place. And they come to you and they say, yep. Corey. I know I'm supposed to do this with the rest of my life. Now, what advice would you give that specific person to help guide them the next two, three, four years? Um, that uh, it's a roller coaster. So <laughs> buckle up, throw your hands up in the air, and enjoy the ride. Have fun. <laughs> yeah, you got to have fun. That's for sure. When it, not, when it becomes that's not it. fun, then you're you're going to end up regretting all these milestones. Absolutely. Yeah, just have fun with it. Enjoy it. I love that. <clears throat> so a, as you're an up-and-coming artist and all that, I'm sure you have other friends that are, that are chasing this crazy dream right along with you. So who are one or two artists that people should know? One or two artists that people should know. Well, I'd, I'd say just because, you know, we're both big Merle Haggard fans, I'd tell people to check out my good buddy, Gord Bamford. Um, <laughs> I think uh, I think he, I think he's great. He's a cool dude. He likes his beer like me, and he loves Merle Haggard, so he can't go wrong. And, he, you know, he's got some great music. <laughs> um, you know, um, there's another, another friend of mine, Chess Anthony. Um, I've, I've done some co-writes with him. He's just a talented guitar player from, from, from close to where I'm from. And, 
I mean, there's there's so many, and, and of course, I'd say uh, check out my good buddy Aaron Pritchett. Oh wow, absolutely. Those are all guys <laughs> that uh, you know that that have had uh, you know success, some pretty mm-hmm. big success uh, up here up here in Canada, and you know were kind enough to oh, cool. to take me under their wing and, and and put me in front of their fans to make to make my own. So I'm very thankful for that. So since you're this rocker country guy, what's the craziest thing that's happened to you on stage? Craziest thing that happened to me or, on or, stage? Or at least one of the crazy things, or at least one of the craziest things. Cause <laughs> what's what's the rating on this uh, <laughs> on this show? <laughs> um, uh, you know what? Like nothing. Nothing too crazy, I, I don't think, because I, I tend mm. to, to be a little crazy myself. So if there's anything crazy uh-huh. going on, I'll probably, probably just try to one, one up that. So <laughs> if there's anything crazy, <laughs> I'm the crazy, I'm the crazy one. Um, you know what? I don't. I, I would say that the, the, probably the craziest uh, thing that happened to me was when I was on that Outlaws and Outsiders tour. We were mm-hmm. halfway through. And we were playing Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan, uh, you know, Central Canada. And um, I was so hyped to do that show because it's home of the Canadian Forces Snowbirds. So if, if y'all don't know what that is, mm-hmm. it's it's like the it's like the U.S. Navy Blue Angels or U.S. Air Force oh, Thunderbirds. Wow, okay. um, oh, cool. So they're they're like they're like they're like my heroes, my rock stars, right? So, um, you know, so I was so excited because I'm playing, you know, finally getting to play Moose Jaw and. I came down with this bug or something, man. Like I was mm-hmm. so sick. I couldn't stop puking. I couldn't eat anything. I was just sick. And then the, uh, our tour manager comes in to find me before the show. And I'm literally laying on the floor in my boxers and I'm just white as a ghost. I'm trying to sip ginger ale and eat some bread to give myself some energy. And she says, Corey, you're on and you're on. A te- you're not going, you're not, you're not playing tonight. You're on in 10 minutes. And she said, I just looked at it and said, "Oh, I'm going on that stage. I'm not missing this show. I'm I'm playing the show." And uh, wow. so, long story short, I ended up playing that show. The only song I skipped because I just did not have the energy for it was mm-hmm. I do a medley of Ronnie James Dio's "Holy Diver" into Footloose, right? Uh-huh. So that's that's oh, a wow. mix of, of of rock and country. But I just didn't have the energy to do it that night and. You know, but I pulled off the other ten songs, so I did that. Oh, wow. And then about a week later, about a week later, um, you know, we're 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 in the middle of the show, and uh, so this is probably the craziest but coolest thing. Um, <laughs> we're in the middle of the show, and I look at the drummer on on same tour, and uh, um, Jason's just, you know, he looks like shit. He's sweating, and he just looks there's something wrong. And he's mm-hmm. looking over. I'm I'm done my show. I'm waiting for the encore. So I'm sipping on my Jack and Ginger, you know, by the curtains. I'm with the tour manager, Mama Kay. And he looks over and he's, he's you know, waving his head like, get over here. So I, I, I tap I tap the tour manager and say, hey, man, like, I think he, he needs something. He needs it. And he looks, he looks like, you know, he looks bad. He's sweating. And, mm-hmm. and sure enough, <clears throat> sure enough, he says, and I said, well, you know what? He, he's still waving his head. So I said, well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to move over two curtains, two curtains over and separate each other. So if he, mm. cause we couldn't figure out if he was, he was asking for me or asking for her. And yeah. so 
I said, I'm going to go over here and see. And so I looked at him, and when he looked back up and saw that I was gone, it was like he got another shade of white, just kind of like, where the hell did he go? Oh, my God. And then he looks over and finds me two curtains over, and I could read his lips like, get the hell over here. So I'm like, what the hell does he want with me? Oh, wow. So I walk over, and, and he's drumming, and he li- literally looks over and says, I'm about to puke everywhere. You have to sit in. And I've never played oh, a Amber Chet song. I've heard them, but I'm like, man, and they're all on in-ears. I don't have in-ears, no monitors. And he says, just follow the bass player, man. Like, I, So mid-song, we switch. He hands me a stick. I keep the rhythm with the hi-hat. He jumps out. Next, Aaron's doing his thing, entertaining the crowd. He's so great at that. And then he looks back to the end of the song. I'm doing this big ending. Of course, I'm doing all these crazy drum fills. He was probably like, that's not Jason. And he looks at me and goes like, you know, holy crap. What the? He had no, they, they had no, there's only Jason, I think, that knew I could play drums. And so I kind of saved his bacon there. Next thing you know. So then for the rest of the tour, for the rest of the tour, I said, so Jason, I guess, went off and got sick and then felt better and came back to finish the show. <laughs> But then for the rest of that tour, for the next nine or ten shows, he made it part of the show to invite me back up on stage to play his song, his hit song up here in Canada. I believe it was a top ten here, uh, Hellbent for Buffalo. So, so I got to um, hop on the drums and, and, and play drums for Aaron Perchette uh, for the remainder of the tour, and that was just uh, that was probably the craziest but coolest experience so far. Wow, that is wow. really cool. I love that story. So as we come to a close here um, – what is a question that you wish hosts like us would ask, but but they kind of never do? Okay. Um. Well, you guys ask some pretty good questions, so it's kind of it's kind well, of we tough love to, to hear that. Uh, you know. So yeah, of course, of course. Um, what kind of questions do I wish y'all asked me? Um. You know what? I kind of I kind of enjoy the whole. Um, when you ask what what which artist would you like to collab collaborate with, uh, which you guys you know obviously asked that already. I think that's one of my favorites just just to hear the reaction and um, mm-hmm. to be able to kind of tell what kind mm-hmm. of artist or you know what yeah. you know maybe maybe the artist's goals are or dreams are to yeah. um, you know to write or to perform with. So I think that's a yeah, good that, question. that's been that's been one of our favorite questions of artists. Oh, it is because. Yeah. And so many times they're like, "Okay, wow, that's a great question." <laughs> <laughs> we love yeah, well, to hear the There's answers. so many great artists, and, and I mean, there's so many great artists out there. And like, like as you know, I grew up on so many different genres and love so many different genres of music. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I could go on on, I can go on with who I'd love to collaborate with. Like, you know, there's even, you know, I'd love to, I would love to do something with Ozzy Osbourne. I'd love to do something with Post Malone. That'd be cool. You know, I'd love to do something <laughs> with Kid Rock. You know, I think I think they're all mm-hmm. all very fitting, and I think we could do something exciting and cool and and unique. That would be really cool. So as we come to a close here, tell everybody how they can reach out to you. Well, you guys can follow me on Instagram and Twitter, and of course, check out my like and check out my Facebook page. That's at Corey Marks uh, Music. So my handle is at Corey Marks Music for Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And then for info and uh, merch, uh, music, all that good stuff, visit CoreyMarks.com. And don't forget to follow me on Spotify and uh, download the brand new record, Who I Am. Love that. And, you know, we really enjoyed having you on the show today, and we definitely look forward to having you back down the road. 
Yes. Well, I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much, and look forward to catching up again. All right. Sounds good, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. All the best, guys. Thank you so much. Bye.